Blog Talk Radio.
Has the thought of approaching the opposite sex scare you? Do you enjoy having sex, but you're not getting as much as you like, if even at all? Role-playing, do you like it? Are you open-minded about sex, but not sure how your partner feels about it? Are you afraid to ask them? Are you ready to take your sex life to new heights? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you must listen to the only sex show that talks about real sexual issues. If you want your partner to masturbate during sex, if you want to receive more blowjobs, if you want to learn how to lick her pussy right, then you must tune into the Nikki and Johnny Cush Sex Show. Nikki and Johnny Cush want to help you have better and more sex. Listen to the Nikki and Johnny Cush Sex Show at blogtalkradio.com slash MHH Network live. Friday nights, 11 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Pacific. If you have any questions about sex that you need answered, call in 646-727-1828. All calls will remain anonymous if you like. Nikki and Johnny Kush, helping people like you have better and more sex. Swingers and lesbians are always welcome. All right, everybody, I think we're live tonight. Let's call it 646-727-1828. That is the Triple X Sex Show. I'm waiting to hear what's going on out there. We've got all kinds of... You know, I, I hope Brian can call. Um, dude, five minutes. I need to, talk, I need to catch up with Brian. Uh, KB, maybe we'll be calling in later. We don't know. We're new era, new time. Um, I'm officially down to 102 episodes left of my contract. Uh, for those of you that want to listen to the show this week and didn't hear it, um, well, by the way, we did shows every night this week. We did a show Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, we're currently doing a show now that apparently nobody can hear or listen to. So... Um, what they're doing is, is they're collecting the numbers from the show, which is two plus during the night. And I'm uh, not very happy about our Luxembourg numbers because we are making money. We are live right now at Luxembourg. Uh, Luxembourg, by the way, is our number one market program. But everybody in Luxembourg is listening to us right now. I'm at, thank you. And you know why the people in Luxembourg like this show? Why, why they like And they got to hear the live episodes. And um, contractually, we cannot repost these episodes anywhere but in Luxembourg. But the guys in Luxembourg are putting up um, YouTube uh, videos uh, starting Monday on uh, MHH Luxembourg, a new YouTube channel, of all the shows that, uh, honestly, are, you haven't heard in America. Haven't heard around the world unless you're listening to live. We have great live numbers, uh, but we have no podcast anymore. We are a truly live broadcast. So really, the only people that are here are the fans. There's no broadcasting. There's no broadcasting anywhere. I don't know. Just call in. I mean, for five minutes. I, I won't keep you all night. Whatever. We're in a bad post. We don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll figure this out. I don't know. Anyways, we're going to... We're trying to get our... There's... Oh, it's just frustrating. It is very frustrating, but that's fine. 
we've been broadcasting every night. We're going to be out of here in October, and um, good, good things are coming. What we want to get tonight to know is um, the next project that's coming up. Um, it's probably got a release date of August 17th for the Elko weekend. Uh, it took us a long time in the... You know, a lot of guys came out and, and participated and were very great guys. And, you know, some guys just, you know, they, they just can't be known to come to the Elko Weekend. So it took us a long time to boil their faces and change their voices a little bit. And uh, it's coming. Pornhub coming up here August 17th. Um, so we're going to take this a little farther now. We've, we've done the sex show. I'm, I'm divorced now, or a filing for divorce. And there's nothing bad going on. I love Nikki. I mean, I love her with everything a man could ever love a woman. And she loves me, too, the same way. You know, it, nothing will ever change that. But it's time to move on. We don't live together. We don't see each other. We're going to go to the phones right now. I'm sick of talking about my ex-wife. I'm going to go to the phones and bring up one of my good buddies, man. And really, I am a bad friend. I'm really kind of a bad friend. This guy's went through so much. I I love this guy, man. He's my fucking brother. And I, I, I just don't treat him right. I never have. Thank you, uh, Brian, calling in tonight, man. How you doing, bro? Hello, 832? No. Please tell me this is working. Okay. Oh, okay. Now I can hear you. Yeah, all right. Hi. Hello. Okay, I think we're okay, I think we're getting it figured out here. What's happening here? So, tonight I am sitting out in front of my pool tonight, thinking about all the mistakes I've made in life, I realized I haven't treated my friends the way I need to treat them. My buddy's in, in the hospital. You know what? I, I didn't even notice it till now. Sometimes time creates... Um, what does time create with, with relationships? Taking people for granted... Right. I think, right? Jeez. As a relationship matures with any human being in life, I think you get to the point where uh, you love somebody so much and you know they're going to be there for you all the time that you just, like, forgot to be there for them. Yeah. We all have that friend, don't we? We have that friend that's there for us all the time but we're not necessarily there for them. And I'm that guy, and I, I have to change. Uh, and Chris Cornell today, last night, has uh, shaken me. I had to jam, man. Uh, when I heard about that, I I went right to my other boat and started recording music. Some really hard, just angst music I had to play. And then I played his 
last album, the Soundgarden, King Animal. That was badass. Well, I always remember um, it was uh, 1992, Appleton, Wisconsin. Uh, Soundgarden just kept on opening up for uh, Guns N' Roses down in, the, down in Milwaukee where the Bucks play. No shit. And my mom, you know, my mom's my mom's a groupie. I mean, we, we you know, that's <laughs> right. realism. It, well, my mom, um, every time Soundgarden would come through town, her and Kim, the guitar player, um, she'd yep. suck his dick and make him steaks. That's what Kim likes. Not anymore because he's a vegan, but back then. It, it, was, it was back then. Accept, you know, it was totally acceptable. Uh, I, I, and I was nine years old. Yeah. I was nine years old, and Kim and a young Chris Cornell was sitting on my couch. And he sat and he stared at my mom's guitar. The whole time, he didn't say a word. And I looked at him as a little kid, and I said, do you want to play a guitar? He goes, Yeah. And me and him sat on the on the couch and we sang a song, and it was really weird because he just played like probably a couple open chords, and I can't remember what books I had. God, my mom used to read to me every night, and God, it's killing me just thinking of this. I I've been crying for for a day um, because that man sat on my couch and sang me a song of my favorite book of all time. While my mom is getting fucked in the ass by a a terrorist guitar player. <laughs> Let's be honest. The guy looks like a terrorist. Wow. Kind, kind wow. Of looks like Dirty Chung. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, what else are you going to visualize? Jeez. I remember setting me to bed, and I remember the smells of marijuana coming through underneath my bedroom door. Of course. And I just remember those three laughing. All night long, and I just sat in my bedroom, and I says, "I don't care Why would, what happens to me in my life, as long as I can I, be around people that make me laugh like this every night." And that's all any human <laughs> being can ask for. <laughs> Why were they laughing? Uh, they were getting stoned. <laughs> I suppose and I remember, so. I remember because. Um, they would play Chili Peppers records and laugh because um, <laughs> Anthony Kiedis only lasted only lasted a minute and a half in my mom's vagina, and he has a small dick, and she's fucking just, oh my she gosh. hates him. And uh, Soundgarden, by the way, hated the fucking Chili Peppers because they're big Faith No More guys. <laughs> wow, I'm telling you, uh, you know, it, it was very. You know, a lot of people have these stories about Chris, and they knew how, I knew Chris, man. I got to hang out with him one night, and he honestly was one of the coolest guys I've ever met in my entire life. The the guy was that just ass. a genuine nice guy. Yeah. And here's the sad thing. You know, those of you who listen to the sex show don't realize that I do another show called the The Marijuana Happy Hour. And I've been preaching this for eight years. Stop taking these fucking anti-anxiety fucking pills. 
Jeez, stop taking man. these benzos. Yes. Chris Cornell was chomping them benzos, the Adiran. He was taking eight times the legal limit. He was snorting them up. If Chris Cornell was just drinking and doing cocaine, he'd be alive right now. But what happens, are is when you're on tour and you play Council Bluffs, Iowa, have you been to Council Bluffs, Iowa, Brian Trapig? No. Um, do you know when they talk about the portal to hell? Yes. Um, B.B. King played there, died the night after. B.B. Oh, my gosh. Um, That is where the Illuminati, the Illuminati catches the chips on in Council Bluffs, Iowa, in Omaha, Nebraska. Word Buffett. He had to be kidding me. They want America to be depressed. And how does America be depressed other than have a depressed rock star kill himself? Tired of this. People are dying dying because of sobriety shaming. Chris Cornell could not for the last seven years be caught seen drinking a beer. Chris Cornell cannot be seen smoking a joint. But Chris Cornell could go to Walgreens and get a prescription for Adderall that eventually made him kill himself. If Chris Cornell was shooting high-end heroin every day for the next 30 years, he'd still be alive. Do you understand that, Brian? Absolutely. Why is Keith Richards alive? And by the way, all the grunge artists, that were given a shorter Illuminati ticket are dead. Mm-hmm. Andy Wood, uh, Mother Love Bone. Yes. Andy Wood, the, the the true pioneer of grunge music in Seattle. I mean, the, the man. Lived with Chris Cornell, was his roommate. I'm sorry, people. I know it's a sex show, but tonight it's it's really uh, no, it, Trey Big is a, it's, a huge fan of Cornell, I believe, right? It oh, absolutely, and the, you know the the frequency the frequency of sound um, that that comes out of that whole environment and is it has been groundbreaking, but. When Soundgarden happened, it's exactly what it was. It was a garden of sound. That's what I was just amazed by it. And, uh, you know, even after, you know, they broke up and he did Audio Slave, I was like, come on, really? Really? It's 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 Soundgarden, now it's Audio Slave. It's like you go into a a machine shop and you do something else. You're not soulful anymore, but you're like there and, you know, I I don't know. I felt a different aspect with that. But when they came back as Soundgarden, uh, that was a beautiful album as well. And it was, I just admire the jamming that was so tight they, the, the jamming was tight and it was catchy and it was beautiful and it's still it's awesome. 
Yeah, and this guy, uh, he, he never stopped making music. Uh, from the time he lived with Andy Wood in the Seattle house to the present day, it wasn't one minute not making music for this guy. Um, Damn. The, the first thing that fucked him up, though, really bad, the thing that really fucking flipped the switch for him is when his first wife uh, divorced him when he caught her. She was sleeping with another woman. She became a lesbian. And it destroyed the oh, man. man. That's at the same time he, that's the same time Soundgarden blew up because he was destroyed. And if you oh, pull dear. up some of the live audio slave gigs at the end before the band broke up, I honestly thought he was going to kill himself at the end of those shows. Yeah, yeah. Very depressed. I understand. Yeah. I remember it's reading so, those. It gets to a point where you're so fucking talented and you're so good, but nobody fucking cares anymore. Um, we, I'm putting together a very special show, and I talked to a bunch of people from the last four shows before. Damn. And do you know what was going on before he comes up in depth? I, I, I'm sorry, man. I know I don't want to keep you on for five minutes, but I'm going to keep you on for a little bit longer. Are you good? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So the last kind of bunch of shows, um, these guys play these radio rock fest kind of things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where, like, all these bands come and play for free for the radio station. The radio station makes, like, a million dollars. And, uh, you know, the bands end up getting just fucked. And, you know, maybe a, maybe they got a free turkey sandwich and a bag of chips. Yeah. So what's going on is we're playing a lot of these rock fests, a lot of these newer bands, and they would headline the show. And at the end of the day, of like a twelve-hour a fucking uh, just everybody's been to these rock festivals. And I don't know, Brian, if you like them or not. I'm sorry, I'm a wordy tonight. I'm very emotional. But you go to these rock fest things. There's like fucking fifteen bands, like three stages. It's like a hundred degrees outside. Yeah, dirt in your beer all day. There's yep. dirty hippies. Even the women aren't even hot because they're sweaty and they're wearing, like, sleeveless T-shirts. It's just not a good afternoon. So 10 o'clock, Soundgarden hits the stage. You've been there for 10 hours. You've been drinking. Uh, you know, you can't even have a cigarette in, a, in two of the shows. That shows how yeah. rock, how rebelous. That, so they play Council of Iowa. Papa Roach. Papa Roach goes on, they play. Papa, remember Papa Roach? Oh, yeah. So I know about that Papa me. Roach. So Papa Roach goes oh, on. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm, I'm, Thank I, you. I'm Good night. Something. Hold on. All right. So Papa Roach goes on. Thank you. Good night. On comes Soundgarden. No, I'm right here. Yeah. 90% of the audience leaves because they're all younger kids and they have no idea who the fuck Soundgarden is. It's over. No! No! Yes. No. Yes. That's bullshit. They emptied out 18,000 people. By the last song, I've been told there was 800 people left at that gig. Bullshit. Man. And it happened the next couple of nights. Uh, one night didn't sell out. One night didn't even became 20% sell out. The next night was a 57% sell out. 
Um, the tour was done. The band is doomed. Nobody gives a fuck anymore about Soundgarden, and that's sad. Because apparently the fans can't get babysitters that night. That's the true reality. Uh-huh. Um, you know, every kid under 30 years old, my friends right now are in a rave. Um, doing Molly, fucking up a lot of chicks and can't get their dicks up because Molly makes you impotent. But, you know, I would rather... Yep. I honestly would rather go to a Soundgarden show and choke a bitch with a towel at the end of the night. You know, kind of a goth bitch. Exactly. If, if You know, if you guys are into that, of course. Soundgarden wasn't grunge. Soundgarden Man. wasn't this or that. Soundgarden was America's version in 1992 of Led Zeppelin. That is the best that America had then. Oh, that that's a beautiful description. Because honestly, Nirvana album was 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 done. Okay, it, it ran its cycle. It beat Michael Jackson, and then Soundgarden came out, and you're like, whoa! I bought that record. I was nine years old when I bought that. That's what got started me into my love of rock and roll and my hate of hip-hop. <clears throat> Every single dude I grew up with, they listen to Jay-Z. I don't. I listen to Soundgarden. I listen to Alice in Chains. Yep. I listen to, I listen to Faith No More. You know, I, I listen to real music, all right? When... I don't listen to fucking corn. <laughs> New metal. I don't give a fuck I about Five Finger Death Faggot. I loved Soundgarden. They were great. I mean, they, they, and literally, Chris never stopped, man. He never stopped. And that motherfucker could sing anything. He did nothing compares to you. And if I listen yes. to that now, it, it makes me cry. I'm uh-huh. a grown man. A macho, heterosexual man. That song is beautiful. Yeah. Billy Jean from Michael Jackson. Yes. Yes, that was awesome. It is awesome. And if you listen to Chris Cornell's song titled The Jesus Christ Pose, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. 3X the time, where I'll show you the time. He predicted this 30 years ago in that song. Whoa. Listen. Tonight, when you get out the radio tonight, everybody, go to YouTube, put Soundgarden Jesus Christ pose, listen to the lyrics. And he told us 30 years ago last night was going to happen. Come on, man. You know, and I I go on YouTube, and, you know, I'm a normal guy, man. I'm not crazy. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. But I think... He entered the Jesus Christ pose and signed a 30-year contract. 
And then when you look at the contract, look at the money, Brian. Look at the money. Eighty yeah. percent of all Soundgarden's earnings went to him. Eighty percent. The guy's worth sixty million dollars. Kim Thayhill, guitar player. Guy who wrote all the music for the songs. You know what he's worth? What? Seven hundred thousand dollars. No. No. Yes. yes. No. That's not right at all. No. That yes. whole band should be equal as hell. No, they should all get equal. Man, they rock so equal, so tight. They should. Oh, that's bullshit. Matt Cameron, currently during this current tour, I know these people, I know inside information. Matt Cameron, drummer for Soundgarden. Now, Soundgarden's guarantee for a night, get check this out, $100,000. Okay, they get paid hundred grand. Matt Cameron, the drummer that's been with them from the beginning, gets paid $1,500 for each gig. I don't understand. I, I, I may have to blow up or uh, accept. This. It's the real business of this. Oh, it smokes. Um, Chris Cornell uh, signed a deal with the Illuminati. <laughs> We're going to cut full conspiracy theory tonight. And who's, his time. Who's the Illuminati? Like every, Are we going human, every humanoid? Or or lizard. Um, honestly, every person that signs a contract with Illuminati has has a choice to kill themselves. Um, be shamed. Oh. Wow. Because after um, Chris Cornell had the choice of either being known as a great rock star. Or a pedophile that downloads children pornography onto his computer and telephone. What? That was the decision that was given to him by the Illuminati. What? Yes. Why? Why? He is a human sacrifice. He is going to um, create depression, sadness, questioning, uh, suicide copies. It's deeper than everybody wants to know. It really is deeper than I want to go. And honestly, by saying this, most of this tonight, it's not good. Because it's the truth. He had a choice to go to prison and be shamed as a human to go out as an idol. Um, Talking to the guitar tech and the drum tech that night, they got to yeah. Detroit. It was sold out. Um, Chris showed up. He never shows up to sound check. An hour and a half early, and stood by the soundboard. He goes, "Tonight has to be perfect. Tonight has to be perfect." And they ran their set four times, which they've never done before. Usually, they go out and play one or two songs during sound check. Good enough. I'll be going back to the hotel. Chris will check the vocals before whatever. 
that band was trained that night to give the greatest performance they've ever given. And watching the videos, oh my gosh. if you watch the concert from the night before he killed himself, um, that was the greatest rock performance in the history of rock and roll. Period. Oh, no. And that was his tribute to all the fans and all the real people that have stuck with him for all these years. He signed the contract. He sang it in the A song. sacrifice. So what do you do? I mean, 22 years old, man. You're living in a house. About ready to get evicted. Somebody comes to you and goes, Hey, I can see you can write some songs. We've heard you around. Well, for 30 years, we make you a, a rock star. And then after that, you're done. But we're going to give you millions of dollars and everything you wanted to win. Who wouldn't sign that? Yeah. You wouldn't sign that, right? I don't know, man. I don't know. Damn. It's all there. The evidence is there. We all know. Um, Damn. Lily, once you start taking these prescription drugs, the government can control you. You're addicted to your but Facebook. Yeah, I believe all that. I just, I don't think I would have taken it in that aspect. But. I understand what you're saying. It could have been so subtle that he took it in stride, but yeah, this will work. Because it happens, it happens to everybody. It happened to Britney Spears who signed a shorter contract. She lost her fucking mind. Uh, it happened to Eminem. It happened to all these people that are famous. It happened to Miley Cyrus recently. She seen her brainwashed. Uh, reprogramming wow. lately? I don't do drugs. I don't have any fun. I am here to just entertain you. Yeah. Does it go that deep, Brian? Probably not. Most realistically. Yeah. And we're piecing it together. Oh. We're doing a documentary, and I think we're going to... You know, I... You've heard other stories of, you know, autoerotic association. It's just a guy who took too many psychotic pills and lost his fucking mind with that. He made himself a martyr and a legend. Grunge movement's over. Done. Who's left, Brian? Any better? I know. I know. Um, Johnny, I gotta go. I'm sorry. I gotta I'm go too. I but hey, Brian, thank you for checking in. I mean, I'm sorry for bringing you down. I'm just glad. You know, I just want to share my love with Chris Cornell for somebody no, else. I no. want. Oh, I'm. I'm searching for answers. Dude, and I've I've gone answers. to the deepest, darkest conclusions of man, I don't think they're right, and I hope they're not right. I hope he just died jerking off, honestly. Oh, gosh. I understand. 
Thank you, Brian. I miss you, bro. And we'll we'll talk more later. All right, bro. All right. Look, just and if I say bro one more time, please kick me in the balls, bro. (laughs) No, no, never. But uh, understand that it's a beautifully strong orchestra, and it is amazing what you find when you harmonize with it. Have a good night, brother. I love you. Good night, everybody. All right. See you later. The great Brian Trey Page from Simplicity. Loving life, loving work, loving the way that we go, baby. Loving an elevator. Sorry. I mean, I I, I wanted to talk sex tonight, but, you know, I, I'm very close to Chris Cornell. We're not close, close, but I really shared a moment in my childhood that I will remember forever. We want answers. We're going to find them. We always do. We'll be on tomorrow night. We'll be on Sunday. Um, listen live. Cause they're going to pull the podcast because there's something wrong with something. I don't care. After tonight, I get 104 left. And we're fucking out of here. Off the Sex City. What is Sex City? Oh, Sex City is going to be good. Oh, Sex City. Oh, you don't even know yet. We don't eat a night, but we're out of time. So next week, in your chance, your choice, drive in, drop out, and live in Sex City. Oh, yeah, baby. Sex City's coming. <laughs> 